Hey, this is Jeff Reed, and you are listening to SteelerNation.com podcast. <laughs> Hello, Steeler Nation. This is G Striker with the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm redoing the entrance because I've just been talking for a little bit. Forgot to hit record because everything's just been going last minute. I'm working on the RV. Hey, thanks, Kenneth. Kenneth Beamer over here on YouTube. I know one of our Steeler Nation guys loving the jersey. I'm, I'm repping uh, Pouncey. One of the last times I can wear Pouncey with pride. I, I have a Dermetti Dawson jersey. I love myself some centers. Hoping to get, actually, my next lineman jersey that I want to get is Kevin Dotson. Because I want to rock a 69 jersey. Always have wanted to get a 69 jersey. And now we have a legit great player repping 69 in the black and gold. Dotson is going to be my next jersey. Looking forward to that one. Steel Nation, let me know what jerseys you're wearing or you love or you want to purchase next. Um, cause I know they've got some great, great choices coming on, uh, welcoming Trey Turner to the team. Uh, I know I did a, a, a quick inside slant the night that we picked them up and five-time pro bowler replacing a six-time pro bowler. You know, it's pretty much an even switch. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, it's good that we have some depth behind him. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with BJ Finney coming in, backing him up. Hopefully green's going to be the starter, but now we're going to talk about, the offensive line and the offensive line now is completely different from two years ago. And it's, it's a good thing because last year our line was rated 31st in the league. And when you're in the thirties, there's nowhere to go, but up. And this, this whole changing of the guard right now is great for the Steelers. It's going to be big for us watching a big, big commitment to the run game, big, aggressive blocking, uh, and it's something that Steeler fans have missed for a while since the Jerome Bettis days. And it's something that we really needed to get back into. And so let's go over the line from two years ago. I mean, we had our decorated decade long line with Alexander Villanueva or Alejandro Villanueva out there on the left-hand side, left tackle uh, Foster coming in and ripping it up as an undrafted rookie free agent for a decade uh, left guard Pouncey hall of famer center. Uh, David DeCastro, borderline Hall of Famer. He's got a possibility of making it. I know he had a shorter career than he'd like. Played a little longer. You definitely get in. As we know, with Alan Fanica, it's difficult for guards to make it into the Hall of Fame. But I hope David DeCastro does make it there one day. He deserves it. And then Matt Filer, we had a right tackle. Um, so big changing. Everybody's off that team. Villanueva is now with the uh, Ravens. Uh, Foster retired last year. Pouncey and DeCastro retired this year. DeCastro may try to return. Uh, he has to get another surgery. It doesn't sound like his heart's in it. Uh, I'm not expecting him to come back at all, but you know, I, stranger things have happened and we'll have to watch out. And Fit Filer, of course, is left for greener pastures as well. So now looking at our team left to right, we got Chooks, who was our starting right tackle from last year, now playing his natural left tackle position. You got Dotson, who is my favorite player now currently on. Actually, I can't say that. I got a couple of favorites here, but I love Dotson. I love his youth. I love his willingness to beat the crap out of the person ahead of him every play. And he feels he's not winning unless he's pancaking somebody. So get out the syrup. I want to watch you make some pancakes out there, Dotson. Looking forward to it. Uh, green and or Finney there at center. Hoping it's green. I know what Finney is. I think is a phenomenal backup across the line. but. I don't know if he's a starter. I, I don't have confidence in him being a starter yet. So I'm hoping green progresses quickly. We'll have to see. And training camp is going to be where we're going to see that Trey Turner 
perennial all pro right guard. That's a great pickup, especially if we are losing to Castro for the season, you know, it, it couldn't have worked out better because that's kind of a, a, an easier transition for Steelers to come into that running game. He's good running, um, running a game guard as well. Good road grader as well. And Zach Banner, who I will say gets an asterisk for being on that offensive line for two years ago, because he was the big extra tackle coming in with Steeler nation, cheering his name. Every time he got announced coming onto the field with that mammoth frame to just destroy people. And I cannot wait for Zach Banner to start killing some Ravens coming up this season, because he is just going to maul people. It was unfortunately, we only got part of a game out of him last year for that Giants game. He played a half and that was it. And that's unfortunate because this guy can play. He's a monster. He wants to be the best. He has the ability to be the best. He has the pedigree to be the best. And I don't doubt anything that this man can do. So I'm really looking forward and cheering for Zach Banner there on the right tackle side. And he is an upgrade on right tackle to Chooks. No lie. But, you know, Chooks is playing his natural spot. They're best friends. I love that they're both starters now because those two push each other hard to be the best that they can be. And I love that out of the both of them. So walking it down a little bit. I see Kenneth there. What's that? Big Pat going to be your next jersey. Nice. Is that Friermuth you're going to be getting? Because that's a great call, especially if we start going Muth every time he catches the ball. And I'm hoping Steeler Nation, you start doing that because I love the sing-songy chants when the big tight end catches that great that's awesome Kenneth love it love that choice and plus he's a Penn Stater I'm a Penn State guy myself I would not be ashamed to be repping a Friermuth jersey as well um so unfortunately Steeler fans Christmas did not come early for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they waived Demarcus Christmas to sign new kicker Sam Sloman to a one-year contract Sam Sloman Who's Sam Sloman? Stryker knows Sam Sloman because Stryker is a special teams geek. He's built like a punter. Of course, I'm going to know who Sam Sloman is. Sam Sloman is the kicker that helped the Tennessee Titans make it to the playoffs. He had the game-clinching field goal at the end of the game for the Titans. He went five for five and extra points that game, two for two with the game-clinching field goal at the end of the game, sending the Tennessee Titans back to the playoffs two years in a row off of Sloman's leg. So before that, though, he was actually drafted in the seventh round by the Rams, played seven games with the Rams, and did not so good. So kicking-wise, he missed three extra points, and three field goals in seven games. And the coach said, that's enough. That's all I need to see out of this guy. And they waved him. You know, I'm glad he got a chance to come back to Tennessee when they got some injuries there. He got to start a game and he was perfect. And I believe his only game, well, his only game since week three or week four when he was perfect, when he was two for two on extra points and one for one on a field goal, Every other game for the Rams, he missed a kick. So he was consistently missing kicks in six of the other games that he played for the Rams. So not good. I mean, Steel fans can relate. We remember when our kicker had a not-so-good season two years ago when he was playing with some issues. Fortunately, we locked it down. And what did the Steelers get in return? But the most accurate kicker in the league last year. So love it. I love that we stuck with 
um, with Boz, and I, I'm looking forward to him kicking some more ass this this uh, upcoming year. So, oh, we got some other people jumping on camp leg. Yeah, you know, he might be a camp leg. I'm not saying he's going to take Boz's seat, but I do like the fact that he's at least an NFL caliber kicker as opposed to a normal camp leg that we're just grabbing somebody from you know, the waiver wire or from college that didn't get drafted just to check some guy out. But yeah, he's, he's probably not making the team. I agree with you there. Squishy waffles. Great name, by the way, with a six, nine after it, even better. So coming up on next topic. Thank you, cat. All right. That's my cat running through again, of course. Oh, I don't even have my, I've been so busy running around working and that's why I got to do the podcast tonight. I'm going to be working in New Jersey the rest of the week, but so busy. I didn't even have the backdrop ready for, for tonight. So yes, Matt, of course you can follow me. I am on Twitter and Instagram. I am at S N striker with a Y S T R Y K E R easy to follow. And I don't, I haven't been posting a whole lot lately. I do a lot more during the season, obviously. Um, but you can always catch me once a week right here at, at YouTube, www.youtube.com youtube.com slash Steeler nation. That's where I am mostly Matt. So come on over, check out my videos as well. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about Ben McCallion had a great, Ooh, bless me. Great article come out this week talking about two possible comeback player of the years options for the Pittsburgh Steelers. First one, Zach Banner, of course, who was out the first game of the season miss the whole rest of the season. If he locks it down and becomes an incredible player, it's difficult, obviously for lineman to win comeback player of the year. It's difficult for Ben Roethlisberger who needed three of the four, five tendons replaced in his elbow to come back, take his team to the playoffs to win offensive player of the year. But then again, he doesn't even get votes for MVP, but I digress. Zach Banner is an excellent choice. I'm hoping he gets some, some votes there, uh, especially if he has a monster year, like I know he is capable of. Next one being Devin Bush. So Devin Bush got hurt, obviously, right in the first quarter of the season as well, right before that Ravens game with Spillane coming in and filling in admirably in that game. Uh, and then eventually Spillane getting hurt, and then when I was doing a rotation with uh, with uh, Williamson and Williams and um, Allen uh, coming back up. And Allen did a good job last year. For that transition coming from safety to inside linebacker, more power to him, man. I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year, putting on some weight, seeing what he's capable of. But Bush definitely has – I'm waiting for him to start making those splash plays like he did for his first, like, eight or nine rookie games. It seemed like he was making a splash play every week. A little quieter last year, but he was doing his job. And now, you know, coming up for a full season and healthy, healthy Devin Bush, I want to see what he's capable of. But hopefully – he is capable of winning comeback player of the year because that would be incredible. Great. Awesome, Matt. Cool. Cool. I'll check you out soon. I'll and go ahead and, you know, chat to me and stuff. And if you got any questions guys tonight, I'm taking questions, open questions, obviously, because now it is time to toast you Steeler nation. This is going to be a shorter show tonight because obviously this is like the dead time. This is between all the OTAs and training camp. Not a whole lot going on, not a lot of injuries, but, we did have that big pickup with Trey Turner. We did pick up the camp leg. We might be picking up some more camp bodies here and there. Uh, and we'll be talking about soon on who, who I, I think they should pick up in free agency coming up in some questions that we have here from Steeler nation, which I am going to toast you Steeler nation because without you, 
I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't be here talking to you. And I love spending time with Steeler Nation, getting to hear what you think, getting the soundboard, and you guys at least let me know if I'm right, wrong, or an idiot, which I don't mind. So cheers to you. Tonight I am drinking the uh, Spiceberry Rita Funk. This is a strawberry jalapeno margarita goza from Jailbreak right here in Laurel, Maryland. Excellent beer. I just had it yesterday. It actually is, is not spicy. I wish it was spicier, but it, you can definitely smell and taste the jalapeno and the raspberry as well. And it's got it's a nice goza. It's a good six-second goza. And if you guys drink gozas as opposed to sours, gozas have salt in the beer, which means the sour will leave your tongue after a period of time, usually somewhere between like five and 12 seconds. So this is a six-second goza. So it's sour on your tongue for about six seconds and then it leaves. So cheers to you, Steeler Nation. Raise a glass, raise a beer. Cheers. Yes, Kenneth. That's, oh gosh. Thank you, Kenneth. I was meaning to talk about that in the set and I forgot to write it down. Did I write it down? No, I didn't write it down. Yeah. So great point, Kenneth. You asked if I saw the, the Devin Bush post on Instagram. Good transition, talking about him possibly being comeback player of the year into what the hell is he doing on social media? So the first thing coming out earlier in the week, stating that, you know, essentially like TikTok is for, for babies or boys and like no man should be on TikTok. Kind of throwing some shade there at the wide receiver room there with, with uh, Claypool there with Juju or a big across Twitch, across TikTok. So, you know, and that was, it seemed like that was in jest. He was having some fun with his teammates. Uh, Zach Brandt Banner immediately threw out, looks like it's time for you to get a new locker room, bro, with smiley faces. They're having fun with that. That's not a big deal. Uh, what was a big deal, though, was him retweeting that cat video. And you, you know, he's a young kid. He's going to make mistakes. What is he, 22? We all make mistakes when you were young. And yeah, he posted that video in poor taste. Uh, he thought it was funny. He thought people would enjoy it. It was, you know, nobody wants to see something horrible happen to a pet because especially a lot of people like cats, a lot of cats in Steeler Nation. Unfortunately, my cat that keeps running across this board, I've thought about throwing across the room at times, but I love her, even though she's a Bengals fan. Knock it off, Lexi. And, uh, but yeah, I don't want to see pain come to my cat. Uh, we did, we just rival each other when the uh, Bengals are playing that week. And usually I get the upper hand. So she just scratches me later on about it. Um, poor taste, no doubt. Can he move past it? Yes. Did he remove it? Yes. Was it a mistake? Yes. Now we got to start seeing, is it a trend? That's the only thing you can do from now on. You know, I'm not Mark Madden. I'm not going to jump on the everybody's a dick bag because he calls it like he sees him. He knows what he is. So he sees it in everybody else and uh, goes ahead. And then you can say that about, you know, about Bush. And sure, it wasn't poor taste. He deserves to get some uh, criticism from it. Uh, but I'm not going scorched earth on, earth on Devin Bush for making one mistake. Start making three, four, five, six mistakes. Yeah. There's a problem. That's where, that's why Antonio Brown used to be my favorite player. Now I wouldn't give him the time of day. You know, I, I wouldn't even wear his jersey anymore. Um, obviously, I consider burning it, but I, I don't think I will. I probably just change the net the name on the back to because uh, our R has the B on it, so I just co cover the R O W N and put I T C H, 
and you guys can figure that out at home. So I think that would be a fun jersey to wear, and I think Steeler Nation would appreciate that at some at preseason. I think I'll do that in preseason this year. Wear the Bumblebee B I T C H jersey eighty four, and we'll see how that goes over. Um, Matt, who do you think? From, uh, Matt from uh, Twitter, thanks again. Good question. Who do I think will be the wide receiver one after this year? And I think we have two solid options. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was definitely wide receiver one last year, uh, led the team in yardage, led the team in receptions, 97 receptions. Uh, all, and, and literally, like, he didn't get 1,000 yards. He was averaging eight yards a reception. If he got tackled where he got the ball this season, this past season, he probably would have had three yards of carry. That guy was making plays and getting balls downfield and extending the chains and extending drives. And I loved the fight out of him last year when he was doing all he could for Ben Roethlisberger to try to get open quickly and extend the play as much as he could to get us first downs and some scores. So, you know, Juju inside track to being the number one, but I would not be surprised if Deontay Johnson became the next dealer number one receiver because Deontay Johnson plays the X. The X position is the left side. They get the most number of targets. They're the they're usually the quickest in and out of breaks. I mean, he comes from a long line of X receivers with their household names, Antonio Brown, P- Priest Holmes, Heinz Ward. Um, geez, even going back to uh Stallworth, he was a he was a freaking X as well. Yancey Thigpen, love me some Yancey. X receivers are usually highlighted in the Steeler offense. I don't know how much it's going to change with Matt Canada kind of changing what we do a bit, but Ben's going to be looking to that X because that's his comfort move. He looks left, he throws left. Looks left, throws left. That's his quick side. So, and you know, Deontay's been getting on Pro Football Focus the most separation yards of any receiver in the league off of the breaks. So that's a big metric. That's why he gets the most balls. If he keeps those balls in the hands, as opposed to hitting the ground, he's going to be the number one receiver this year, in my opinion, but still an outside long shot. I would say chase Claypool. He could have a breakout season. I've already seen that he's able to make the most difficult catches possible in the limited amount of time that he gets thrown. I think he's going to be more of the starting Z receiver this year. I think he's going to be in more on running plays this year. So he's going to get some more targets than he was getting last year, but he made the most of his targets leading the team, I think in touchdowns. Uh, I'd have to look that back up, but I think off the top of my head, he left it in uh, led the league in, in touch. Thank you, Squishy. Yes, yes. Deontay did have the yardage just barely over top of uh, J uh, over uh, Juju, but Juju did get 97 receptions and that is monstrous uh, for Mr. Schuster. And you guys have to remind me who got the most touchdowns too. I can't remember if it was Juju or if it was Claypool now, now I'm thinking about it, but um, I, I appreciate the help as always. And thank you very much. Steeler nation. First question coming over from SteelerNation.com that I want to get to from slash Steeler steal any news on louder milk stealer nation pushing my buttons everybody asking me about louder milk guys this is an inside joke from the draft when i talked exclusively about louder milk for quite some time uh during the draft as he was drafted and then it became a running joke online because i i said you know i already wrote about louder milk go up and read it and then people just keep piling on asking me about louder milk i think he's going to be a good player i think he's going to make the team going to ask me i think he does make the team this year so what does that mean it means one of those good defensive linemen are not going to make the team so is it going to be bugs 
Is it going to be Davis? Is it going to be, oh, that big guy that I love, Mondo? Yeah, I love that guy too. That guy's a, I, that guy's a fullback slash nose tackle. Those are the kind of guys I like on the team, no matter what. So we'll have to see which one of those guys gets put on the practice squad this year. You know, it's we saw that you know Bugs and uh, Bugs and um, um, Davis were fighting for that that spot there on the sidelines in that in the last game of the season. So it'll be interesting to see throwing louder milk into that fight and see who the dog is, who which dog is going to get the bone this season to make it onto the roster. But I think it's going to be a really, really interesting camp battle for that fourth and fifth spot there for a defensive line or fifth and sixth spot for defensive linemen uh, coming across. Cause we, all, we already know who the entrenched starters are. So we're lining up off of that. And, um, Next question from Slash Steel. Can you bring in a left tackle or cornerback or outside linebacker? Only one of the three. What position do I choose and who? An available player. I assume you're talking about free agency. Um, as far as fits, left tackle, I'm probably not going to target at all. Um, I don't think that the value is there. That's going to be anything better than we have in Chooks. Um, we'll have to see who the cuts are. Uh, I'd look more and wait till the cuts happen right there before um, the final rosters, right before the first game of the season. That would be the only option of me picking up a left tackle. Cornerback-wise, I'd be happy with Poole if he's still available. I'd be happy with Nelson if he's still available. Yes, I'd take Nelson back. I, I think he made a mistake, and he's slowly realizing he made a mistake. So Nelson, if he could apologize, I would take him back. I would honestly take him back. He fit well in the system. But my number one player that I would love to have on this team would be outside linebacker, and it would be Justin Houston. I would love to have Houston on this team. He is a pure pass rusher. He can be strictly just coming in and giving breathers to Watt and Highsmith. Uh, I'm expected to see. I'm excited to see what Roche can do, but he's still a huge question mark. Houston's led the league in, in sacks before. I know what he can do. He can get to the quarterback. He can pressure the quarterback. He can make plays in the backfield. This is a guy that you want on your team. So you need to have really three outside linebackers for a deep run into the playoffs uh, for the ways in the style that we play football. And I, that's what I just think would be the biggest. And the coolest thing was I just looked up our salary cap right here before the, uh, the show. We're at 11 million counting everybody on the roster. Obviously not everyone is going to make the roster, so final in final 51, I think we're at 15 mil. So that's a lot of money for a team that was like minus 25 mil the other way going into the offseason. We're now 15 mil under the cap. And that is huge. So I definitely expect Kevin Colbert to go out there and make a move in free agency. I'm looking forward to see what kind of like little moves he can make that, that are going to make the team better. Cause he's always good at that, but he may make a splash move this year. He may make that move to get that cornerback to come in and help out. You can never have enough good cornerbacks on the team. You can't, you can't, I mean, coming off of the, the, the fricking uh, Steve Blake and fricking, Oh gosh, the other guy that I couldn't stand. But Blake was on ice skates. I swear watching that guy. Like anytime he did a double move is a trick play to that guy and he's on his butt. Um, so, you know, long, we're long past those years. Love having Hayden, love having Nelson, love having Sutton miss not having Mike Hilton anymore. He was my favorite. Love that guy too. But 
we'll have to see what these new young kids can do here. And especially in training camp, that's going to be the fun battles to watch here moving forward. So thank you there very much for the questions there slash steel. Good questions. Lidos, any, any update on Dotson unfit rumor? I did hear about the Kevin Dotson. I think that one came out from uh, Dejan, uh, my buddy over at DK Pittsburgh sports. Um, and he stated that the Steelers were initially looking at Trey Turner because of Dotson's conditioning, not because of David Castro's condition. And I, I have to call bullshit on that, honestly. And the reason why I call bullshit on that is because Trey Turner only plays right tackle. He's a five-time pro bowler, high school, college, pro, only played right, I'm sorry, right guard. I said tackle. Only played right guard. That is it. He is not a left guard. And it is completely like trying to ride a bicycle backwards when you go from playing right side of the line to left side of the line. Some people can do it. Some people are great at it, but not everybody. It's like being ambidextrous, throwing a pitch as hard as you can and as fast and accurate as you can with your right hand and doing the same thing with your left hand. Nearly impossible. There's only a couple people on the planet that can do it. But right here, Trey Turner is not one of those people that can do it. Dotson is one of those people that can do it. And I honestly think he will eventually finish his career as a right guard. I think after Trey Turner possibly leaves, he may become a right guard. But we'll have to see what the future plans are because it comes down also what he's doing this year. If he has a blow up year at left guard too, we, we never know how it's going to shape up, but no way did they bring in Trey Turner to replace him for a player at a position that he doesn't even play bullshit story. Sorry. That one didn't fly. I don't know who gave him that information, but I, I just, I just don't believe it. It just doesn't make sense. And um, they Steelers knew that, that, that DeCastro had a problem. He wasn't in, mini camps. He wasn't in OTAs. So they knew they had to make a move. So why not bring in Trey, give David Castro time to announce his retirement, do it with dignity, then bring in Trey. And they did it. So it worked out. Next question from Lidos is greens signing becoming a problem. Not really, you know, and it's still, it's crazy. I talked about this on the last show and it's, it just, it's it's strictly the third rounders that aren't signing because nobody's slotted in yet. There's too many spaces available that if you sign and players are worried that if they sign too soon, they're not going to get a hundred percent of the value of their slotted space. And that has happened in previous drafts right here in the third round. So players are doing their due diligence and they're going to get slotted here before training camp. I don't think it's going to be a problem as long as he's signed by training camp. If he's not signed by training camp, yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to, especially for a guy that we're trying to work into a starting rotation. He's easily the most talented player that we have to potentially start at center this year, but he's still a rookie. So we don't know what we have. We don't know if he has it between the ears, but he definitely has it on film. He's a tough guy. He loves plastering people. And he's got a transition from left guard from college to playing center, which he also did with a plum there in the senior bowl. Excellent job against the all-stars. So he can do it. If he can do it against all-stars, he can do it in the NFL. Uh, but I'm, but it's still a position he's got to learn and he's got to be comfortable snapping that ball. 
because uh, that's the most important job. Thank you, Cat, for walking on my computer. Get out of here. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to how he develops and what he can do and who he can be. And hopefully he will be the Steelers starting center sooner than later. Next question from Lido's estimated weeks for the new offensive line to gel. You, you, he's think, he thinks it'll be about four for them to start working as a unit. Lido's, I, I think it's going to be earlier than that. Our offensive line actually started off pretty good last year. We had 300-yard rushing games with Connor. I think we had another 100-yard rushing game with Snell out of the first five weeks, six weeks. They were looking good. Then they started having issues. Like You could tell DeCastro wasn't playing well. He had some issues. You can tell Pouncey wasn't his same self. Um, you had issues with, uh, the the oh gosh, Wiz, who we picked up, was Newski. Him getting hurt right, right away, too, as soon as uh, DeCastro got hurt, which is why Dotson came in to start. Um, and then, of course, with the transitions, uh, you know, Alejandro Villanueva was not the same man he was in previous seasons. And Chooks was doing well, uh, wasn't the best, but wasn't horrible. So, but honestly, I was most excited about having Dotson on the field every time I watched them play. And I got upset every time they put Feeler back on the team, Filer, sorry. But moving forward, we are going to be better than the playoff teams. And from, you know, week 10 on Pittsburgh Steeler offensive line, this Pittsburgh Steelers, this line starting week one is going to be better than that line. And I'm looking forward to them really gelling and coming together, but it's a lot easier for an offensive line to gel when your job is beat the crap out of the person in front of you because we're running the football. And that's what Steeler fans love to see. And I cannot wait to see us doing that this week coming up. So Steeler Nation, something to look forward to with the offensive line. Great questions, Litos. I'll see you over there at SteelerNation.com. That's the football forum, guys. Going over there, great, great questions and and discussions and just don't take yourself too seriously you'll have a great time great reads intelligent people over there for the most part as long as uh cooley's not on there you're good i'm just kidding cooley so black and gold bleeder with a, a question has anyone seen ben about maybe training like rocky three <laughs> i like that analogy black and gold um haven't seen ben about but i know he's got that arm in shape working on some conditioning the, he, he knows this is pretty much this is probably his last song this is the last song and dance. I'm, you know, it's saddened to see the end of an era with Ben Roethlisberger leaving the team in sooner than later, but he's going to try to make the most out of this year. Like he was trying to make the most out of last year and he did an excellent job uh, starting off and was carrying the team pretty much himself for a lot of part of that season. So a healthier Ben with a better offensive line and a running game, gimme, gimme, gimme. Because that is what John Elway needed to win Super Bowls. He could get to Super Bowls. He just couldn't win Super Bowls until he got a running game. And that was when he started winning Super Bowls. He and uh, he had, uh, Terrell Davis, right? Yeah, that guy was a heck of a runner. Um, but that's you take, the, you take the pressure off of the playmaking quarterback, playmaking quarterback and go play action, make plays down the field, get more time in the pocket. Ben didn't get any time in the pocket last year. Looking forward to that. So, you know, it's still nice to see that Ben can get the ball out in a second if he needs to, but he's going to have a little bit more time this year. And I'm looking forward to him taking his time and making big plays for the Steelers this year. Um, Drink Iron City, always coming in last. 
Uh, we talked about Devin Bush. That was your first. Um, the second question that you have, which I thought was pretty interesting here, DIC, am I living in bizarre world by still thinking the Moore kid could be a starter at left tackle by midseason or sooner? I don't know. Um, Chooks is a starter in the NFL. Moore is a fourth rounder with potential, but he's a fourth rounder. Uh, probably dropped. I mean, he's on like a lot of people's second round boards, third round boards. We got him in the fourth. That's good value. But, you know, taking over for Chooks by midseason, I think the only way he could do that for me personally is if Chooks got injured. I think that's a lot of the ways like these rookies are going to be starters is if there's an injury other than Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a week one starter. He's the running back. He is the new bell cow. So looking forward to seeing him start. Pat Fryermuth probably going to be starting next year when Eric Ebron's no longer on the team. Um, because I think this is probably Ebron's last year. He and Ben are probably going to go out together. Um, but Fryermuth has the total package and I'm looking forward to him developing. But like I said, he won't be a starter unless something happens to Ebron. Uh, same thing at center. Like Ken, Kendrick Green probably has the next best chance of becoming a center, be a starter, but he has to get into preseason. He's got to start playing. Uh, and he's got to start learning the system and getting comfortable with snapping. Hopefully that's all he's doing when he's not on the, on the team is snapping hundred balls a day. Cause that's what you got to do as a center. You got to be comfortable getting that center quarterback exchange because that's where you make your money. That's where Pittsburgh Steelers have made their money in their center choices. Why they've only had seven centers since way back with Mansfield in the fifties, seven centers. And that's counting like the three that we had, the Mahan years and the Hartwig Harding's years. So like it's seven, seven since 1959. They're as serious about centers as they are about coaches in Pittsburgh. And I love it because they know that the center is a skill position. Their job is to get the ball to the quarterback and not put the ball on the ground, get it there cleanly, get it there quickly, get it there accurately and make plays knocking the crap out of the guy in front of them. And that's what they love doing. They, they, they really seek out those guys. I hope Kendrick green is the next one. And I hope that he's starting week one. So we don't have to have another center to have to add to the list. <laughs> Hell geez. Cleveland goes through as many quarterbacks in two years as we go through centers since the, <laughs> since the 59, <laughs> I just, I find that hilarious actually hilarious <laughs> next question we have money what single what single most one position would we target during or after cuts i think we touched on that a little bit before there with um slash's question but yeah i, I think you definitely want to target offensive line linebacker whether it's inside or outside linebacker, I, I've heard a couple people talking too about bringing back Avery Williamson, which I'd love to do. Dude is a tackle machine. He's still out there, and I'd love to have him as the fourth inside linebacker or fifth. It doesn't matter because you still have Marcus Allen too back there too. And, and he'd be a good guy to have on the team, knows the system. Uh, so it'll be an easy transition for him. But outside of that, yeah, outside linebacker, cornerback, which Steelers are probably going to go with who they have right now for training camp might bring in a surprise, but I think they're going to see what they have. And if they don't like what they have, they're going to start bringing somebody in. And uh, so that that's going to be the only people they're going to be bringing in. Next question. How devastating to the town of Latrobe two years in a row, obviously not having practice in Latrobe for two years in a row. Will the Steelers ever return? 
Yes, COVID has been devastated, devastating on a lot of rural towns, uh, especially since a lot of them utilize these really cool events. Like Latrobe always had a big concert. They always had Steelers for training camp, getting lots of lots of spectators into the town, people going out, spending money in the restaurants, going buying stuff downtown. I mean, that does kill a, a small town's ability to make money. And I do feel for Latrobe because of that. But the Steelers will return. They wanted to return this year. They wanted to be there. It's just the rules at, Colleges in Pennsylvania are different than the rules in colleges in in Texas because or in Kansas City because Kansas City is allowed to play at their at their college have everybody else there. It sucks, but it is the way it is, and it's the way we're it's it's just going to be for this year and hopefully next year we will all be back in Latrobe because I'd love to go see preseason again. It's been too long because Latrobe preseasons are really fun. You actually can tailgate, hang out, have a bite to eat, you know, meet up with friends, go on in and just have a good time. It's, it's really just a fun way to cheer on your Steelers and see who the new players are and, and cheer the new players as well. Last question. We haven't seen you hear much striker since it was last reported that you're walking in the rain near the Swiss border, singing a mix of Steelers Super Bowl shuffle and proud Mary barefooted. My question is, did you ever find your shoes? Sadly, I have not found my shoes. <laughs> I am still barefoot. I am still singing and whistling along the border and I will be on the, uh, the New Jersey border this week. Working the beach this week. Next week, I'll be working the Virginia beach, but I'll hopefully be doing a, uh, should, should be able to work in a podcast again next Tuesday and, um, and a vidcast and have some fun and answer your questions as well. So thank you very much, Steeler Nation, for giving me your questions, for being interactive, for telling me when I'm wrong, because I always need somebody to do that. But I love talking to you. We'll see you back right here on the same YouTube station right here, www.youtube dot com slash Steeler Nation. Come on over to TSE Shop and visit our sponsors, tseshop.com, and check out their great items, signed items, gear for all of the, the town of Pittsburgh. It's a great place to go check out tseshop.com and get yourself a gift for yourself or a gift for a black and gold enthusiast. Be sure to read our articles at steelernation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And you can follow me like Matt is going to start doing here on Twitter and Instagram at SN Striker, spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>